Hi, everyone. Welcome to Lodestar's Lending Leaders. Uh, we have a special guest today, a good friend of mine, Tom Verde. Uh, real excited to have you on, Tom. Um, like any good entrepreneur, um, you're doing about eight different things at once. Every time we talk, I kind of learn a different one. So this is going to be a little different than some of our past podcasts where it's not as lending related, but I think it's very important with, with marketing, with, with a lot of what you're doing at FF branded. Um, so I'll let you kind of dive into everything, but basically uh, Tom um, runs a video marketing company, um, does a lot of good work with businesses. And I want to really kind of explore, you know, what it is, how companies can take advantage of that. So Tom, I'll let you kind of talk about, you know, the types of different things you did with the film fund to where you are now. And we'll, we'll go from there. Sure. Thanks so much, Jim. Very excited to be here and talk about my projects. I love talking about myself. So yeah. this is the perfect platform to do so. Right? <laughs> so um, yeah, I started out with a company called The Film Fund, which I've grouped under a parent company called Discontent Media Group. And through The Film Fund, we run film funding contests for independent filmmakers who are looking for funding mm -hmm. for their short films. So through that process, I've built a pretty large community of real filmmakers who I now use to produce branded videos for other companies. So mm -hmm. if a company needs a video for their website or social media or really anything, I mean, the, the beauty about video is you can cut it into so many different formats like GIFs and still images and you get behind mm -hmm. the scenes content. Um, we use that community to create amazing uh, marketing collateral for businesses who need a presence online uh, or broadcast. I mean, they can really do whatever they want with the video at the end of the day. But uh, my role in that is spearheading every project, overseeing everything, producing it, finding the perfect filmmaker from that community to pair with the brand, um, overseeing the script, sometimes writing the script, depending on how hands-on we want to be. But yeah, it's mm -hmm. exciting. Um, I quit my full-time day job. I guess it was February, 2020, right mm -hmm. before yeah. everything closed down in the pandemic. That was when we so, met, right? As we yep, were sharing yep. an office space right before the world. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it was an interesting time, but, uh, mm -hmm. very excited. You know, things, things have gone well and they're continuing yeah. to go well. So now I'm doing video marketing. Yeah. Here we are. Hey, you didn't even mention uh, directing and producing your own film and no, a I didn't. Fellow proud alum of Lehigh University. So yeah, yes, you know, a lot of, lot of things there. Um, and I saw, I watched one of the videos you did for all, uh, a laundromat and, and honestly it made me cry. Uh, it was, it was <laughs> it, the reaction, it was so wonderful. Um, so I, I want to kind of dive into that where, you know, companies, we, we work, our, our clients that we work with our banks, mortgage companies, right? Very kind of um, formal conservative institutions. Um, mm -hmm. How do you see companies starting to approach not just video marketing, but the idea of commercials versus videos versus really what you're doing, which is storytelling? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think with those, you know, those brands, whenever you're dealing with finance or money in any way, the, the biggest yeah. thing is going to be trust, right? Mm -hmm. With the audience and what these videos, these branded films, as I like to call them, does is it really gets to the heart of what you're offering. And at the mm -hmm. end of the day, that's trust. Uh, if you're, you know, some kind of financial institution or you're doing mortgage lending, um, we want to get to the heart of that brand, figure out mm -hmm. why you do what you do, why you're so good at what you do. And we mm -hmm. want to kind of encapsulate that into a story that resonates with your customers, whether they're mm -hmm. more on the consumer side or your B2B. At the end of the day, you still have a customer and you still have an audience mm -hmm. and a video shot in high production value um, really lends credibility to what you do. Um, mm -hmm. And when we create a story and story, that term can either be, you could do a documentary style video mm -hmm. where you have the founders of the company and you're talking to them about why they do what they do, how they started. Um, or you could do something fictionalized, you know, a story that really portrays the brand. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we want to get to the core of what you're offering, why you're offering and why you're offering it and how you solve the person's problem. And in a story that really resonates with the audience. Mm -hmm. 
And how how do you see companies approaching it, you know, especially when it's something that's commoditized as the mortgage industry is, is certainly a laundromat is, you know, if you have thousands of competitors, right, including, you know, Quicken.com at the end of the day, how do you try to guide a company in saying what makes you different? How do you, I'm sure they need to figure that out too, before you can even really start. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that definitely falls on the brand of a lot of the time, but mm-hmm. luckily I have marketing experience as well. I used to yeah. work in the agency. And even if something is commoditized, there's always mm-hmm. something you're doing that even mm-hmm. if it's not different, it's still worth highlighting. So mm-hmm. you can still highlight those same benefits. You can still highlight the problem you're solving. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to talk about, oh, we're, we're so much different than Quicken because we do this better or we do this differently. You can just focus on the value that you do provide to your customer, mm-hmm. your consumer. Um, and there's a story there. You know, whether five other companies are doing the same thing, they may not be communicating to their audience as effectively as you are with a story that highlights what you're doing. So mm-hmm. it's all about marketing. It's all about conveying that value, whether it's, super different or not. I mean, ideally you, it is different and you can highlight that, but even yeah. if it's not, I think there's still value mm-hmm. in pursuing a story um, there. So it seems like the companies that, that do a good job with this have that kind of sense of self when they go in. If this is who we are, this is what we do. This is why you know people should give a crap. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a strong foot mm-hmm. forward for sure. You know, brand mm-hmm. identity is a big part of the game before mm-hmm. you start looking into advertising, but you know, we're also happy to help with that. I mean, we're yeah. our next client that we're shooting video for in a couple of weeks is a camera startup. They're very, very early um, mm-hmm. B2C company. They're selling reusable, sustainable film cameras, and they're still mm-hmm. figuring out their brand identity. Um, so we're right. helping them kind of shape that story in mm-hmm. what they're communicating. Mm-hmm. And what, when, when companies are going through that, what kind of common mistakes do you see? or pitfalls? Pitfalls. I think, I think being too quick to land on the value that they're providing. They're like, Oh, we, we do X, Y, and Z kind of Mm -hmm. their gut reaction. Um, something I've learned through the film fund actually. So more on the consumer side of things, the film contests, the original company I started with, we run film contests by, or I'm sorry, the the entrants have to submit a one sentence pitch for their film. And it, Mm -hmm. it sounds simple. Like, Oh, one sentence pitch. It's easy. And it is easy, but It's also really, really difficult. And in that process of creating that one sentence pitch, kind of an elevator pitch, if you want to bring it back to business entrepreneurship, it really gets to the heart of what you're offering. So I think, I think a pitfall can be thinking, you know, what you're doing already Mm -hmm. and being too quick to dismiss any value that could be under the surface there. And I'm guilty of that too. Like when I was in my master's program, I went in with a company already established and I, at first I took the positioning, like, I already know what I'm doing. I just want to scale this up. And they were like, okay, yeah. pump the brakes a little bit. There might be something more valuable there. And that's where FF Branded came from. I always find that interesting when you take a movie and you actually just poorly describe it in one sentence. Yeah. Um, and you just, you know, it, it makes you realize like how kind of important that is, yeah. right? Like, and you're clicking on the description to see yeah. what they like actually Forrest Gump, man goes to Vietnam War. Right. That's, that's yeah. really, you know, <laughs> nothing like barely yeah. capturing kind of the essence of the movie. So it's just exactly. Like, yeah. Um, or you could be like my dad and just mm-hmm. when he starts talking about a movie, he gives away the entire plot of the movie. I'm like, okay, can you just give me like the first part of this for them? Like, now I don't even have to watch the movie. You just wrote yeah. it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, there's that balance in there too. Mm-hmm. And why even, even before a company gets to that point, why video marketing versus all of the other things that you can do right now with email, with phone, with text, with lots of companies in our industry are still doing mailers. Mm-hmm. I mean, mailers are, you mean physical mailers? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it all depends on what works for your 
company mm-hmm. in your industry and I, you can you can mail a video <laughs> they're doing video mailers now which is crazy but the thing i love about video is mm-hmm. how versatile it is because even if you're doing a print mailer you can mm-hmm. take those high resolution still images from the video and put them in your design mm-hmm. for the mailer. Yeah. you can put them in your newsletter you can create a gift from the video for your email newsletter or your mm-hmm. social media um it's just video gives you so much content that you don't otherwise get with you know say you start out to just do a blog post you have a blog right. post and you found some images online that's great but if you have a video, you have a video about that blog post. You can do a transcription of the video or a video podcast. It's just so versatile yeah. and it allows you to, to really emerge with a whole media package for different outlets, different mm-hmm. marketing channels, rather than just one or two. Um, it's just, I see videos, the future, especially as we get you know more and more connected to screens and I could go on about the metaverse if we really want to, but uh, you know, video to answer your question, I think it's the most versatile in terms of what content you get at the end of the day. I think it's the easiest to communicate too at the end mm. as well. When um, we have marketing meetings, um, they very quickly devolve into like what commercials have we got a real emotional uh, reaction to, whether good or bad. And it's always a video, yep. right? It usually winds up being what commercials make us cry. Mm. Uh, at the end of the day, and, and I'm always amazed at, at the ones that kind of choke me up that it takes 10 seconds to convey, like, yep. okay, it's Christmas, grandma's dead, grandpa's trying to figure <laughs> it out. Uh, I guess I need Wayfair for some stuff. Yeah. And that's a commercial. It and sounds like, silly when you put it like that, but, it yeah, is about but emo- it's about emotional. I will send it to anyone who messages to me. I was crying. I cry every time I watch that commercial. But yeah, yeah it's, it's just one. you can convey so much so quickly. But also when it's done poorly, you could piss people off so quickly <laughs> at the same time, too. You yeah. know, there was that faded Pepsi ad with what Ken, Kylie Jenner. Oh, the, yeah, the Kylie Jenner one. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Uh, that, mm-hmm. I actually used that as an example of a bad advertisement done by an agency when I was first formulating FF branded. It was yeah. not done by a real filmmaker. It was not done by someone who understands storytelling. It was mm-hmm. just completely out of touch with what they wanted to do. Um, and that's why it's so important to understand the messaging mm-hmm. and, and what story you're putting together. It's so powerful. Do you think that kind of dissuades a lot of people that kind of like swings and swings and misses um, of like other, the, of the other ch- companies? The chance to swing yeah. and miss? That's a good question. You know, I, I think it really has to do with trusting the company you're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, most people I talk to about video are, are more excited than worried about what the outcome is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, have, I haven't really run into anyone um, or any clients who have said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm scared about this because generally, at least how we approach it, um, if they do have a concern, we iron them out before we even start shooting. Mm-hmm. We we approve the script with them before we roll the camera. So there's really nothing left up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would say the more excitement rather than nervous mm-hmm. because of that. And a lot of, a, a lot of companies uh, we, we've, we worked with a marketing agency for a little while this year. And um, when we were starting the process, they said that a lot of companies engage in random acts of marketing as they call it, right? Like let's do one campaign. Let's do one email. Let's, one commercial, right? So even if you do one video and kind of tell that story once, how can you make it part of a bigger strategy? Because at least in my experience, consistency is the biggest thing, right? You're a fellow podcaster, have to put something out every week, every week, because you don't yeah. really know what's going to hit or not, or when someone's going to listen or when someone's exactly. not going to listen. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all about recurring content marketing. Mm-hmm. You want to, com- yeah. you want to attract, 
HubSpot's a great company. They, they do a lot of educational mm-hmm. resources on this. I think they say attract, engage, I forget what the, the third kind of spoke in their, their flywheel is, but attract, mm-hmm. engage, delight. You always want to be putting out new content because once you attract those customers, the initial content or you're offering, then you need more content to engage mm-hmm. them. And then I don't know what the hell they mean by delight. I can't remember, but basically what they mean is attract your customer, engage them with useful content and keep doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you put out a one, one-off thing, that's great, but that's only the first step in the process. You know, yeah. With the video, you if you do make one video, you know, pepper your content calendar for the next six months with assets from that video. Um, Mm -hmm. you should really, and on multiple platforms, you know, social media and different social media platforms within that LinkedIn or your customers on TikTok for the mortgage industry. Maybe not. I don't know, (laughs) but, um, yeah, you always want to stretch the content and repurpose it into multiple formats. I mean, it might even be worth trying to put some of those assets from the video into something like an ebook, um, and have mm-hmm. it downloadable if you use stills and then maybe a little blurb from the video and something that's useful. So mm-hmm. yeah, always, always repurpose your content. That's kind of rule number one when it comes to content marketing. Yeah. And I think, I think having that map and having that consistency is something that I think I found the, the most challenging because it's, there's never a, a truly a quick hit, right? Like the, the amount of companies that want a nice bucket challenge or, you know, the, the Peloton video or something that absolutely explodes, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure the number of times someone goes to a marketing agency and says, I want something to go viral, right? Like that's not predictable. You're not going to be able to do that. Yeah. We never sell on virality. um, If that's how you pronounce that word. uh, Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. We we want to focus on, you know, Mm -hmm. is this going to resonate with the audience? Is this going to make them cry? You know, hopefully that's sometimes Mm -hmm. the goal. (laughs) I speaking of uh, virality, Good. Um, I, I listened to a really interesting marketing uh, video podcast um, of um, the, pr- the team that created Gritty, the mascot for the Philadelphia Flyers, um, mm-hmm. and just how, this is very Philly focused, obviously, but just how much that blew up, right? Everyone saw Gritty. Originally, everyone in Philadelphia was like, what the hell is this? What is this? We hate yeah. it. This is stupid, <laughs> right? But do you know what the turning point was? What's that? Um, people from outside of Philly started making fun of it. So naturally Philly said, screw you. This is our defend ourselves. You can't make fun of it. Ready is awesome. Right. And now like the amount of, um, earned media that it's gotten over the past few years, right. It was, it was like the unofficial mascot of the Joe Biden campaign, uh, mm -hmm. about a year ago. Kind of like no one can make fun of Philly except Philly, you know? Nobody and makes fun of our friend French except for newspaper us. Newspaper fo- covering the election, and they were people were were writing in saying, "What the heck is gritty?" Because <laughs> they saw so many things and like memes yeah. with, with gritty in it. So, oh, that's so um, funny. But they, I, I, I think to the extent they didn't plan on it being viral, but they kind of knew that people in Philly don't like people making fun of Philly if they're not mm. from there, right? Like only we can make fun of ourselves. So right. I think, you know, they had that emotion that they knew they were going to tap into. So I think that was for me, the, the interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about emotion, um, mm-hmm. right. You know, get it, extracting that emotion and really hitting the nail on the head there. Yeah. And I think, you know, tying it back to, to the industry that, that I'm in, there's um, home buying, 
is a incredibly emotional process, right? Mm -hmm. Leaving a home, buying a home, finding a new place, even just going through getting your hopes up, making an offer on a home, having it rejected. Mm -hmm. right? And I, and, and I don't it's know. A life if event. Companies, yeah. It's, and, and one of the biggest ones. Um, mm -hmm. And in many cases, I don't know if companies are really capturing that, right? Because I mm -hmm. think if you know you talk to the average mortgage banker, um, it's an, it, it gets emotionless at the end of the day. You're, you're crunching numbers, you're worrying about um, basis points and, and, and things like that. There's, there's a lot of math involved, right? It's not, I don't think companies really tap into that emotion mm -hmm. in the way they could. And I think that was the point I wanted to really touch on in this conversation, because this is a bit different from, from topics we really cover, but I think it's really important for folks trying to you know, market any product of, you know, how do you, how do you capture that? How do you kind of get that lightning in a bottle? Cause I think once you do that, there's, there's nothing like it. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. I mean, I say a lot of the time, um, basic storytelling principles, conflict, you know, where's the mm -hmm. conflict and it's not, it doesn't even have to be conflict with another person. It can be conflict with that stress, that internal conflict you have looking at these numbers being like, Oh my God, this is a huge decision in my life. How, who's going to make this life event easier for me. And that's where you can kind of create a story around that. Um, just an off the cuff mm -hmm. example, but yeah, it's, it's about figuring out what, what that establishing that trust. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You want to establish trust. Yeah. Look, we're going to, we're going to make your lives easier. This is how we do it. Um, mm -hmm. This is what's important to you. We understand that yeah. we're here to help. I was mentioning two commercials that I kind of have an emotional reaction to and half the time make me cry. I think 90% of those commercials are financial planning companies. Yeah. Because they're just, they're covering life events. They always do the same thing too. They have a kid growing up and the parent is always doing something with the kid, right? Whether mm -hmm. like marketing, marking their height on, uh, on the, um, on the door frame or like sending or like writing a little smile on their um, applesauce or whatever it is. And then mm -hmm. at the end, the parents got an old and then the kid is now a parent and taking yep. care of their parent. And then that's, that's where they get you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's you know, classic story, oh, classic yeah. emotion, and but it works, you know. It's, yeah, it's and it's about making that unique to mm -hmm. your audience. They know yeah. that that's going to resonate with you, so that's why they do it. Yeah. So moving on from kind of video marketing here, you're a serial entrepreneur. At the end of the day, as I said, there's three different things you're doing at any point in time. I know you got a degree in entrepreneurship. We we talk about it a lot in our conversations. When folks are starting out, um, you know, you're working with companies like that startup camera uh, company, what types of advice do you give people when that, when they're first starting a business? I would say one, make sure you're working on something you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, classic example, you know, I started my company when I was in college, as we've talked about, and it was almost a completely different company. It was through this uh, capstone course. And I was doing something about like, it was this online search tool to find a surgeon if you're having a, an upcoming surgery and it's super clinical, super boring. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it was a great idea, but the professor pulled me aside at the end of the course, like after the last day, he's like, I'm going to give you an A, you did uh, you know, a great job throughout the whole semester. But he, I had him again for the next course, the like mm -hmm. part two of the capstone course is like next semester, why don't you do something you're actually interested in? Yeah. Cause like he was basically saying, I know you don't give a shit about this. Um, so sorry, it occurs. I don't know what the, the rules are here, but we're, we're cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would say one, make sure it's something you're passionate about mm -hmm. and two, make sure it actually solves a problem. Um, mm -hmm. Make sure you're doing something that's really valuable because you don't, you don't want to be working on something for six months to a year. It's like, okay, it's done. And it's great. This doesn't really 
you think it's cool. No one really has that problem. It doesn't really help anybody. So I would say work in an industry or work on a project mm -hmm. that you're genuinely interested in, something you're passionate about yeah. and make sure it solves a real problem that exists. Yeah, I find to that second point, all too often, there's what I call the field of dreams approach. If you build it, they will come. People fall mm -hmm. in love with the technology or, a, or kind of a widget or whatever it is. And you're kind of a hammer looking for a nail, right? Mm -hmm. Opposed to finding the problem and seeing, do we need a nail? Do we need a screwdriver? Do we need mm -hmm. a wrench? Whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, so do your point finding the problem first. I think it's always a great strategy. And to bring it back to video marketing, yeah. um, or any kind of marketing, really, that's going to help you tell your story so much better yeah. to your customers. If you're actually passionate about what you're doing, marketing is going to be a breeze because you're going to want to talk about why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of want to challenge you on that, right? About okay. being passionate about what you're doing. Cause like, I, I think that's a little more nuanced sometimes. Like I'm yeah. not passionate about mortgage calculators, right? I'm not, I, I think we have a great solution. Um, what I am, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say that's true. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think, I guess, challenging my own point, maybe contradicting myself a bit. You are passionate about the process, I think, of yeah. running a company and building a company. Well, or growing a team, right? Growing mm. a business, solving problems, right? Yeah. So there, I, I, I think you do have to sometimes be a little more nuanced in what you're looking at because, mm. you know, a given application may not necessarily be all that exciting, but I think if there are parts to it that you do, um, mm -hmm. do find interesting and do find challenging. I think that's important because at the end of the day, um, I had mm -hmm. one of my um, co-founders at the time. Um, I remember um, starting the company. I, I said, I think we'll be doing a little bit of everything. And he goes, no, I think you're going to be doing a lot of everything. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and that, that was true. Right. I think there's, there's so much that you need to do. Um, and it's, you really have to love the grind because if you don't, um, if, 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 if the every day of, of the business isn't the reward in itself, you're just going to burn out. So Tom, a uh, question we ask everyone, what gets you excited? What gets you up in the morning? Um, very curious about your answer because of all the different things that you're, you're working on. Yeah. If I mean, you do sleep. That, I mean, we... <laughs> no, I do. I definitely value sleep. Life balance is very, very important to me. Try not to work weekends, you know, yeah. but probably the thing I look forward to most in the morning is my coffee. Mm -hmm. And then that's what I get excited about, honestly. Um, then once I have that, I kind of get into my planning mode mm -hmm. and then I get excited about what I'm working on. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question, but mm -hmm. that's, I've been thinking a lot about kind of mental health and work-life balance and how to start my days and getting my coffee and sitting down and creating my list is actually kind of the thing that excites me. It's like, all right, what do I get to tackle today? Yeah. Um, and then with that, I think comes creating new things to give probably a better answer than coffee and list making, creating mm -hmm. new things is once I get centered um, and I'm writing those things down on those lists, it's like, okay, now I get to create this. Now I get to create yeah. that. Um, I hate getting bogged down in processes that can be automated. I'm always thinking like, okay, is this, is this how I should be best spending my time? Is this activity revenue generating? Is this activity yeah. creative? Is it fulfilling? And when I'm like, I have a, a one initiative that has a backlog of 230 submissions we need to post to our website. Mm -hmm. um, something bad, it's just a, a non-revenue generating initiative. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I don't want to be spending my hours yeah. you know, posting these submissions. So how do I automate this to get to something more creative? I think that's the danger sometimes with the to-do list. I, I love making lists. That's how I'll end the day. So I know what I'm doing when I start. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that process is really important. But I notice once something gets on the list, even if it's not that important, I'll want to cross it out, 
right? right. So you have to you have to kind of guard what or I found with myself of what gets on there and what doesn't, because yep. then I'll pick the five easiest things, do them real quick, and think I'm being productive. Hundred percent. Yeah, I totally agree there. Mm-hmm. But definitely, I think that that process is important too. Um, you know, people think of mindfulness or, or meditation. They think you know you're sitting in a room checking your breathing. But I think even just doing simple as something as simple as having a cup of coffee quietly, making a list, something else that you're doing mindfully. For me, if I have to, you know, wash dishes or cook or anything like that, like don't have something in your ear, just focusing on the process. Mm-hmm. The process can actually be a, a, a relaxing thing and meditation yeah. in its own way. Jim, I'll tell you what, if you like washing dishes, you can come over to my apartment and help me out because I hate washing dishes. Hey, I have, I have about eight baby bottles a day to wash these days too. So I'm oh, going to practice. So. That's funny. Yeah. But well, Tom, uh, thanks so much for coming on. Is there, is there anything you want to plug anywhere uh, people, folks can find you if they're interested in um, the stuff we were talking about today? Yeah. So, you know, like Jim said, I always have multiple projects going on. If you want to check out all of them go to discontent.media. It's D-I-S-C-O-N-T-E-N-T.media. You can find all my projects there. The thing I'm probably, not probably, the thing I'm most excited about though is FF branded, creating these branded videos for other companies, branded films as I like to call them. Um, so if you need a video, if you want a Facebook video or a video for your website or testimony, literally any kind of video that can be crafted into a compelling story, we can help you out um, for your branch. Go to ffbranded.com to check that out, learn more about us. I'm always happy to hop on a phone call or a Zoom call um, or whatever kind of call you want. Uh, Google Meet. <laughs> like I said, I was blown away. I, I know you had mentioned you're you're doing a video for a laundromat. I was like, oh, I'm curious to see. I thought it was going to be pretty. You know, how exciting can a, a video for a laundromat me and I mm-hmm. be? And I was absolutely blown away by it. So, uh, you know, thank keep, you so much. keep up, keep up the good work. It was a pleasure to have you on, and, and thanks so much. Appreciate that, Jim. Thanks so much for having thank me. You.